0: You are listening to Mike Seminary and Friends, a Key One Network production.
1: Almost everyone nowadays has an iPhone or Samsung or some other phone device that also has a camera. And I think a lot of people think you're pretty good photographers. Well, I guess if you take a picture and you look at it and it makes you smile, maybe you think you're a pretty good photographer. But here's one thing I know for sure. Not everyone has a great eye for photography. I know that because I'm married to someone that has a great eye for taking incredible photos. Me, on the other hand, I grew up in a family where grandma in almost every family photo decapitated somebody or there was a limb missing. Dad was about the same. I actually don't remember mom taking a photo. Maybe that's because her mother pretty much killed everyone in the family with her lack of skills when it comes to photography. And I'm one of those guys, I I just don't take a very good photo. And that's why we have people that do it for a living, because they want to give us something, which we pay for, of course, that will serve the test of time. Generationally, it'll tell the story of the event or of the person. And so to that end, I'm really lucky to have this young entrepreneur, along with his wife, that have this great business in Bismarck, North Dakota. Nick Senny, Nick, it's great to see you. Welcome to Mike Seminary and friends. How are you?
0: Good, good. Thanks for having me. This is great.
1: My pleasure. Now, I hope I didn't insult people leading up to your introduction, but, but I just, you know, you know, everybody has a. a a phone, and they're taking pictures, which is great. We we want to take pictures, right? For sure. for sure. But for really special stuff, there are reasons why there are professionals like you and your wife. So here's my first question, by the way. Who has the real talent in your family? Is it you
0: or your bride? Oh, my gosh. I can't take any credit for anything. <laughs> it's her all, all day long. Yeah, we shoot wedding videos, and if it wasn't for her, it would they would be pretty rough because... I'm a guy, and I feel like guys don't have the the eye that some girls do, especially for weddings on that special day for the bride and groom. So, she's definitely the uh, the leader on that end of things. So,
1: now that that, that may have sounded for some borderline sexist, and if you're one of those people <laughs> that today, you're really sensitive about that kind of stuff. Turn this off because we'll probably do that again. We say that out of love for our partners and for appreciation sure. for their talent. I have said this many times on my podcast. Deb is the good looking, smart, fun, everyone wants to be with seminary. What say you, Nick?
0: Yeah, that's the same, same in our family too.
1: <laughs> so we can kind of cut this off right now, and that's a good podcast yeah, right yeah.
0: there. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for having me, Mike. It's been <laughs> it's great. It's a pleasure. It's <laughs> an absolute
1: pleasure. So, how did the how did the two of you get started in, in your business?
0: So when we we've been married just about 10 years now, and we've been shooting wedding videos about the same. Um, before we were married, I was always into photography, and not much video, but photography. Um, when the Dakota Wizards were in town, um, I was their their staff photographer, so that really kind of got me in the professional side of things. Um, but I've always been kind of shooting, you know since high school. and but after after shooting for the Wizards really got me really got me love in photography, and then once we started dating, Uh, my wife and I, we kind of just got into video and started doing weddings and, and yeah, the rest is history. And still, I mean, we kind of got into it just because nobody else was shooting videos. Uh, everyone and their brothers, are, you know, a photographer nowadays. Um, so we kind of wanted to do a different avenue, take a different route and, and started with, uh, with wedding videos and it's been great ever since. And still to this day, yeah, there's not many wedding videographers out there. So really? Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a niche market. Yeah. I mean, but, but it's, it's kind of a tough one because I mean, obviously for the, for, for bride and groom's wedding day, they're always going to have a photographer. Um, Videographer is more kind of a, you know, if they have stuff left in their if they have money left in their budget, they'll entertain the idea, but so yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, it's just kind of a different, a different niche, you know, in the wedding day industry or the wedding industry anyway. So
1: I gotta go back to the Dakota Wizards. Were, were you there? Were you, were you the team photographer when they won their national championships? Or are you are you too young for that?
0: You, you... Yeah, no. Um, the last year they were around is when I was their photographer. Just the last year. So oh, okay, okay. It was only a one year deal. Then they, they up and left and went out to Santa Cruz. I think they are now. So California.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so videography and photography. Um, and you, you have a family business, so you and your wife work together quite a bit. Yep,
0: yep, yep. On all weddings, we'll we'll both do all weddings together, which works out great because um, obviously my wife on the, on the wedding day goes with the girls and shoots all the stuff with the girls, and I go with the guys just to kind of mitigate mitigate the you know awkwardness of a guy with the girls or you yeah. know things of that sort. So yeah, it works out. It works out so great that we we both get to do it together. And every wedding we've shot, we've always shot together. So. We're a little over a hundred weddings in now, and uh it's been it's been awesome. So oh, wow. it's always great too because everyone's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody's sad on their wedding day, usually, you know, so it's always a fun time. So
1: unless the weather impacts it. So sometimes sure, weather sure. can take a smile and turn it upside down oh. a little bit, right?
0: Yep, yep. It happens.
1: So y- your wife. does she take the lead on the uh, arrangements orchestrating uh, or or is that a team effort how do you do that
0: yeah she primarily does yeah wedding stuff um she orchestrates all that um for like especially like the editing and the beforehand like what we usually do is we we send out people will contact us through our website and then we'll send out a kind of like a questionnaire and just kind of have them fill it out um just to kind of get a taste of who they are and what they do and where they're from and when their date is and, you know, just kind of entertain it and just see if they're going to be a good fit for us. Uh, and then usually, you know, if they, if they are a good fit, you know, we'll go ahead and if we have the, the date available, we'll send them, you know, a list of <clears throat> kind of another questionnaire, just kind of, I don't know. Getting more details, you know, their colors of the wedding, the how many bridesmaids, how many grooms, man. Then we'll, ha- we'll sit down either if they're in town, we'll sit down with them and just kind of get a, uh, you know, just meet them, get a feel for them, just, you know, because it's always awkward, you know, if you show up day, you know, their wedding day and you've never met them or you really don't have any idea who they are, you know. So we like to try and meet our bride, you know, our couples before, before the wedding, just to kind of get that, uh, just meet them and get that uh, sense of connection before the wedding day. So.
1: You said you've done over a hundred weddings are most of, most of those a combination of videography and photo or. Um, no, nope.
0: we, yeah, we, we, we don't do typical. Well, we, I shouldn't say we don't do uh wedding photography. We just do videography Okay, um, for the wedding side of things. We also have another side business, which is like everything else, you know, photo, video, like we do real estate. I guess we can talk about that here in a little bit, but. But for the wedding end of it, yeah, we only do a video. So we figured to try and do both would be a little too much for the two of us. Um, if we had a bigger team, we could probably do photo and video. But for now, and I guess it's worked for us great just to only do the video for, for weddings. So, so you
1: uh, take the video of the wedding and all the related events. Let's just put it that way. What's kind of the average turnaround time when you've wrapped up the the shoot and then you go and review it, edit it, at least in a way where it's presentable for the couple. They may sure, want to edit sure. it again it Can kind of walk us through how that works.
0: Sure. Yeah. After the wedding day, uh, I guess in our contract, it says we, we take 16 weeks, um, a maximum of 16 weeks to get their video back to them. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of footage to go through. Um, usually on a wedding day, we'll have between 100 and 150 gigs of, of footage, um, just on that one day. So, and once we condense it down, it's usually about a one to two gigs. So it's a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of footage to go through. So that's why we usually say 16 weeks, um, to get it back to them. So, and that will include a highlight video, which is between six to 10 minutes, um, First dances, a separate video for first dances, speeches, um, the ceremony, uh, letters, if they have letters. Sometimes it's kind of a tradition now that I guess depending on the couple, they'll write letters to each other and they'll read those letters, which works really great for kind of filler over the top of the video um, just to kind of show their emotion toward each other. Some couples don't do letters you know, because it's just not them. Like, for instance, my wife and I were not letter people, you know, but it makes for a great video if they are letter people and they are, like, really intimate and really, you know, they have really nice things to say to each other. So it's it's pretty cool, or gifts, things of that sort. So, so yeah, I mean, overall, it's, you know, probably four to five, six videos that they'll get, you know, little clips of each one. So and you,
1: you said a, a highlight video. Is there also a video of the... In- Entire ceremony in addition yep. to that?
0: Yep, exactly. So what we what we primarily do throughout the day is, you know, the what consists of that hundred to hundred and fifty gigs is probably, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands, of little five, six, seven, eight second clips. And then we put it all together, and that's the highlight video. Kind of like a <clears throat> just a kind of a like a highlight video, just telling a story of the day. You know, it's just little clips here and there. And then yeah, and then we'll actually record the entire ceremony separate with between four to five cameras. So we'll have all kinds of different angles. We mic up the, the pastor, the priest, or the officiant, and we also mic up the the groom. So between those two mics, we'll get the bride's voice when they say their vows. Uh, like I said, we'll have between four to five cameras uh, for the ceremony. So they'll get that separate. Um, so they have the highlight video is one video. The ceremony is one video. The speeches, the first dances, things of that sort, any any highlights of the day, they'll get those in a separate video. But mm. And then all that together is kind of the highlight video. So,
1: And, and micing the groom, I, I'm assuming one of the reasons for that strategy is harder, you know, typically to hide or conceal the microphone well on a yeah. wedding dress compared to a tuxedo or whatever the, the groom's wearing, right? Yep,
0: yeah, exactly. And then we do have mics. We do have white mics that we could mic a bride up with. Um, but we typically don't just to be non-intrusive. You know, yeah. usually the bride's dress is, you know, form fitting or they don't have space like a guy's, you know, you open up the guy's jacket and there's ten pockets in there. So <laughs> pretty easy to hide it on a on a on a groom. So
1: and some grooms probably are hiding some other things in their jacket every once in a while. <laughs> but I'm just saying I'm gonna move on now. Sure. Who who does the hard, laborious you know, task, um, um, editing, viewing, is that a team effort? Is it you? Is it Annie? Who does it?
0: That's Annie all day long. Yeah. That kind of goes back to having the eye. Um, obviously the wedding day, you just, we just shoot as much as we can. And then for the editing portion, it's a lot different than photos. That was one of the things that kind of took me by surprise when we started doing video over photo is with photos, you know, you take the photo, you edit the photo, you give it to the client. With video it's a lot trickier in the fact that you can pretty much narrate a story you have to tell a story and that can go multiple different ways you know you kind of really get the vibe of the being there on the wedding day but it's trickier to sit down and edit a 10-minute video to tell a story about the couple's lives and yeah. of that day um that was really the thing that that caught me off guard you know i thought it was going to be like oh i'll shoot a bunch of you know video clips and put it together and it's going to be done you know but it's a lot harder than that so that's been the trickiest thing and like Mm -hmm. i said going back to having the eye my wife is phenomenal phenomenal at telling each story so
1: you've been involved in this business uh, for about 10 years Mm -hmm. and during that period of time there have been uh two Events that one way or another you may have had to deal with. One was COVID, of course. How did COVID, which is now, gosh, that's three years ago, Nick. How did COVID impact, uh, your business and the planning of weddings during that, you know, March to June period of time back in that, that during COVID?
0: Sure. We had, yeah, in in 2020, we had a couple weddings reschedule, um, none cancel. Um, I think it it was great being in North Dakota for the fact that we kind of didn't take the approach of like a California or New York and shutting everything down. Um, We still had weddings. Uh, Like I said, just a couple rescheduled, none canceled. So it didn't affect us too much. Um, Most of our weddings seemed to be when we first started, it was, yeah, you know, you started in March, April, May, you start getting into wedding season and then throughout the summer. But the trend typically or the trend recently over the last maybe three, four years has been late summer fall weddings. Um, so that was really nice in that aspect to where we didn't have many weddings around the time COVID hit in March of 2020. So it didn't affect us that much. But once it started getting into, you know, September, October, November, um, everyone was kind of easing up on it and it was a lot, a lot uh, easier easier and a lot less hassle to try and schedule or try and organize a wedding.
1: So I uh, have curiosity, you know, cause you're, you're a fellow. I, I, I don't know Annie, so I can't speak for Annie. I, I, I know you a little bit, not really well, but you're a very uh, affable social fellow. You meet people well, and you meet a lot of them. So I'm, I'm going to assume in your industry, in other States, you probably know, folks that do the same thing um it are you aware of individuals that were in states that had far longer and more significant shutdowns than we did that adversely impacted them
0: oh yeah very much so yep yeah and some i mean, we know a couple of videographers in, in like uh, the minnesota area and they definitely got impacted from it i mean just based on uh more of obviously you can't have larger gatherings uh you couldn't have larger gatherings um event spaces would close down and postpone weddings and yeah i mean I, we were super fortunate like i said being here in north dakota and the fact that we kind of operated as business as usual you know obviously you try and you know keep your distance things of that sorts but it uh it definitely impacted the, you know wedding stock what the wedding industry in general Yeah, Um, yeah, in different states. When we when COVID actually hit, we were actually shooting a wedding in Jamaica. Um, And when we left, when we left Bismarck to head down to Jamaica, it was you know we didn't really know much about it. And once we got down there, we kept hearing news, 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 news. We don't know if we're gonna make it back. Like, is stuff gonna happen? They ended up closing our resort when we were there. So it was it definitely got pretty crazy pretty quick. I mean, if that wedding was a week later, it wouldn't have happened. You know, just for the fact that. Mm Obviously, the whole world was scared, you know, but. So, so, I mean, obviously. we
1: Mid to late March that year or was it early April?
0: Yep. It was mid, mid, mid mid-March is when that happened. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. Kind of, it kind (laughs) of took everyone by shock of how quick things happened and how serious it could potentially be. So. I'll
1: get to my, my, my second event in a second, but you just made me think of a question destination weddings must be kind of a hoot for you because oh it's great you you get to go wherever it is and take in the culture and the aroma all that thing that's happening there in addition to the wedding and they're paying you to do
0: it yep yep yeah we usually we usually get about one a year in destination obviously sometimes it's jamaica sometimes it's the mountains of Montana. but yeah it's great and then on top of that my wife annie is a travel agent as well so <laughs> for like for instance the jamaica wedding she did all the travel arrangements for them so it was kind of a a double a double bonus per se you know so she, we got she got to do all the travel portion for the wedding group and then we also got to go there and shoot the wedding so it was it was pretty fun so yeah
1: you also um maybe had to deal with the repercussions from the highly publicized closure of a a business in Bismarck that was in the photography, videography business and uh, was in the news a fair amount with regards to uh, folks that were waiting for their wedding photos, that had weddings planned, even had PPP money involved, Did that news and the focus on that business, which means on the industry, did that have any repercussions for
0: you and Annie? Um, kinda. I'll never forget laying in bed that night, and obviously our phones started blowing up with, you know, we need a wedding videographer, we need a wedding photographer, please help us, please help us, please help us. We didn't know what was going on. Uh, and obviously we read the news of what happened with the closure and kind of how it all went down really quick and I guess I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but kind of how it all happened, but yeah, we're pretty set by that time for our, for our season. Um, so we weren't really able to help many people ourselves. We did make recommended recommendations as much as we could, uh, for other photographers and videographers, but yeah, it, it affected our industry quite a bit. Um, but, like I said, us it didn't really affect much just for the fact that we pretty much had our season already booked. Um, yeah. we weren't really able to help many people. but we did what we could and just tried to make suggestions and uh, and help out where we could. But
1: Nick, it seems to me your your business m- maybe more now than w- when I was your age and growing up and you know, I had the great pleasure of knowing a number of folks that were in your industry for, you know, 30, 40, almost 50 years, and some of them are, you know, generational. They're still going, right? It seems today, while it's competitive, you compete against others, it, there seems to be a, a kind of a environment or atmosphere of collaboration and respect. Um, and and it, it, is that because of how you the younger generation looks at working together or just the way it is w- why do you think that is
0: sure and in my yeah, right i mean i th- sure yeah for sure you are totally right yeah i mean ever since we got into it it's been nothing but love from all people in our industry whether it's videographers or caterers or photographers or venues or anything um we all want to help each other succeed there's definitely enough weddings to go around um for for everyone to shoot uh like i said with us being in the video business it's kind of endless i mean we'll probably take you know 30 to 40 submissions each each year you know or i shouldn't say submissions inquiries to want us to shoot their weddings Uh, but we'll only book about 10 um that's one due to the fact that we have three little kids um so it's kind of kind of we want to spend time with them and and also we want to put the quality into the videos we don't want to we're more quality over quantity um we don't want to be the the business that takes on every single wedding um we want to be more of the right fit for a couple um, or and just give them a really quality product um so yeah we only take about 10 to 15 a year but we definitely get more so you know more inquiries than that so that tells me that you know there's definitely room for more for more people in that industry so it's it's been it's been really good you know we have Great relationships with every vendor that we've dealt with. So
1: this question may l- lead us into th- the other part of your business. You're an FAA licensed remote drone pilot. Yep. And while I'm sure that comes in handy for some weddings, particularly outdoor, I don't know that you're going to be flying a drone indoor so much, <laughs> You have to be really, really good. Sure, sure. And I'm sure yeah. you are. How long have you been FAA licensed and how are you incorporating that into the real estate part of your business?
0: Sure. Yeah, I've been I've been licensed about four years now. Um, yeah, the, the commercial drone market really got really big really quick to where the FAA laws really didn't know what to do. Um, so when I first started flying drones, we were operating on military drone laws. Um which obviously doesn't really pertain to a wedding or real estate. So it was kind of tricky, a lot of gray areas in that. But once they, they got their stuff together and, and really got a uh, program to be licensed for this type of stuff, uh, it was really nice. So yeah, for weddings, you know, obviously if you shoot a, a wedding in a hotel, you know, it's not going to be great to get, you know, footage of a hotel. But if you're out in the, you know, the Rocky Mountains or in Jamaica or in a place like that, obviously it makes for, Awesome footage. So and then again, you know, going back going to the other side of things with our other business, Sandy Media, shooting real estate home tours and such, uh, it's always nice to show obviously the the home in the in the neighborhood with the drone, you know, just kind of the area it's in or if they have great views or things like that. So it definitely comes in handy for multiple different avenues, especially with our businesses. So
1: I I should mention because I didn't do it and I apologize you know the last 20 minutes we were talking about the, the wedding part of your business that's called sure. real love films right
0: yep yep real love films yep
1: and, and you're on instagram the real love
0: yep yeah, okay. yeah we get it's funny we, there is a there's a real love films in the uk and we'll get submissions from, or inquiries. Sometimes we're like, "Can you shoot our wedding in London?" And I'm like, "You're probably looking at the other real <laughs> love films, not us." I mean, if you want us to come to London to shoot your wedding, we will. But <laughs> odds are, you're not. We're not. You got the wrong one. So yeah, when we created our business and decided on real love films, we had to be the real love films instead of uh, <laughs> the real love films. <laughs> well,
1: and by the way, why we're on it, in, uh, send media. S-E-N-E media. S e n n e media. It's also on Instagram.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's kind of our other, like we kind of do weddings with real love films and then everything else with Sunny media. We kind of really, that was probably about four or five years ago. We wanted to start, we started getting into the state stuff and different events and, uh, business videos we wanted to just try and separate it from real love films cuz real love films if you're doing a you know a real estate video it just doesn't make sense so we just kind of branched off and did sendy media for everything else so do more photos on that end of things as well as videos so
1: well for about a year year and a half i imagine you you didn't do a lot of videos for realtors because you you, you You didn't even have to list the home, and you had offers on it. They were going like that. There was probably no time to hire someone like you. But now the market has changed. It's correcting. Um, There's going to to be a lot more activity in in that space. How how do you go about approaching that project? And and, and who hires you? Can share with us how that works?
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, it's definitely picking up. Um, then what it was two, three years ago. Um, yeah, obviously we, we, sh- we were shooting houses where like, if you don't get that video done by tomorrow, it's does, you no good because <laughs> the house will sell the minute it goes on, on the market. And that's kind of even still how it is. Um, that, and the fact that there's not many houses on the market, um, that also plays a fact or, uh, plays a part in, in our videos, but, um, what was your second point of the part of the question again?
1: Um, how does that part of the business work? Do you approach realtors? Do they approach oh, you? Sure.
0: sure. Yeah, we re- we reach out to realtors. You know, sometimes we'll just, we just are friends with some of the realtors. So yeah, we deal with a lot of realtors, builders, um, developers sometimes just to kind of showcase, you know, obviously the homes are selling. But a lot of times with realtors, it's, it's kind of transitioning more into, instead of home tours, more of promoting the realtor um so they can use videos on social media and just kind of why you should pick me as your realtor kind of videos you know so that's been really cool because that's more up our avenue kind of thing of telling a story yeah. as opposed to you know just a home tour is a pretty straightforward you know shoot the house show the house be done with it uh versus you know getting to know your realtor and what they can do for you and telling a story uh, you know for them to be able to promote themselves on social media mm-hmm.
1: and deb and i were in Florida, we actually go to Florida, January, February. And um, when I think about TV in Florida, it seems like every other ad is for a lawyer or law firm. Mm -hmm. And then every third ad after that is some car deal. And then real estate agents. And on the weekend. To what you just said, there are these shows that have maybe a three to five minute maximum of a realtor walking through a particular home. And that's just nonstop. And I'm going to myself, what a great way, and I'm sure it's on social media too, what a great way for a potential buyer to get some information and equally what a great way for Realtor and the company to get exposure and and uh, you know ha- help become more successful in that business. How often are you using your drone in those kind of settings to capture the outside amenity, not just the house, but you know the sunset or the sunrise or if the house is close to a river, all that kind of thing, the surrounding amenities. How how often do you do sure. that?
0: Yeah, it really depends on the house. Um, obviously, if you get some houses that are, you know, more, you know, on the lower price side or the middle of town or, you know, versus, you know, a big ranch or big farm outside of town with tons of acres or very cool views. And it really depends on on the layout of the house or the location of the house. So we definitely um, try and showcase that where the, you know, the home is located in proximity to different, you know stores or schools or you know things like that um and obviously like what we do with the the realtor videos to kind of try and promote themselves sometimes they'll be like well for instance like last year we did one of the pumpkin patch papa's pumpkin patch uh we did a video for a realtor that wanted to just show things to do you know for her out-of-state clients things for families to do in bismarck um other than just the typical, you know, go to the river things of that sorts, but so we shot a video out there just kind of showing what what families can expect to do, you know, things to do in North Dakota. Um, so we'll shoot drones of that kind of stuff, or you know, or the river. Obviously, that's a big draw for people coming in from other states or other cities, you know, to Bismarck. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Missouri is a big. It it is a it's a magnet. It really is. What what drew you and Annie to this industry? What what was it that pulled you in?
0: Um, honestly, it was it was kind of the frustration with with people buying a camera and that are instantly a professional photographer. <laughs> that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way at first. So I was like, well, you know, since I'm a photographer, professional photographer, I kind of wanted to to take a step into the video portion of it, just because it's not as like I said, it's not as easy as just Taking photos, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory meaning by any means. Photographers are—I mean, there's some pretty incredible photographers out there, but it just all the hard work that I put in over the years—it just kind of felt like for nothing because of the industry with cameras getting better, and it's like you mentioned before, cell phones getting better, and people taking awesome photos, and I just kind of wanted to showcase more of my skills, and well, my wife and I's skills with the video portion of it, and more telling stories. Um, kind of that end of things so yeah you
1: know it's one thing you know i've taken plenty of pictures with my with my phone it's one thing to be able to take a selfie uh and most selfies aren't very good anyway and it's not because of the product or the person in it it's just most selfies you know the angles weird you're looking up somebody's nose or whatever it's just those kind of things um but there's something to be said about the the years of working diligently at a craft and an art, and then developing the eye required, and then the timing. You know, it's it's all those things that you as professionals do that we as amateurs, again, not that we should be taking pictures, but there are reasons to hire professionals to capture something at the right time. It's the right place it's the it's the right moment and it will serve that whoever the uh, person or couple is it'll serve them for generations really and that that's an art and a craft right
0: sure very much so a good a good example of that is what really kind of showed me that kind of um i love doing uh real or not real estate sorry um uh, wildlife photography as well Um, and I just happened to be in the, in the badlands. I think it was last year shooting some pictures and I come across the herd of bighorn sheep. Uh, and I had my nice camera with me. So I got some good pictures of the bighorn sheep, but I just, you know, never thought anything of it. And then I saw last year that North Dakota outdoors, uh, game and fish department was looking for photo submissions for their upcoming calendar for 2023. So I submitted a few of my pictures that that I had taken of those bighorn sheep and lo and behold I ended up got, getting chosen for the cover of the North Dakota outdoors calendar of a bighorn sheep uh, mid-rut with his head up and you know with his horns all back and when I submitted that picture I didn't think that was going to be the one they chose I always thought it was going to be the one of the bighorn looking right at me you know but kind of going back to your point where it's like you got to be at the right place the right time the right photo you know in that case it didn't matter what camera I had; it just mattered that I was in the right place at the right time, you know, for that photo. So that really showed me the fact that it kind of humbled me in the fact that it's not about the gear; it's about the timing and the uh, being at the right place at the right time um, to, to get a shot like that.
1: Yeah. Artificial intelligence—how is that currently impacting? what you do, and, and and what do you see a year, two, three years down the road in terms of its influence or impact on what you do?
0: Sure, sure. Video-wise, I'm not quite too sure of how it's going to affect us yet. Photo-wise, it's, it's a game-changer. It is going to be – it's going to really challenge professional photographers, especially like in a situation like wildlife photography, where you can just get a random picture – you know, with a horrible background and completely, you know, change the background of a of anything. Uh, I, I've used it a little bit just to kind of see how, you know, and just kind of stay up on what's going to happen with it. Um, I think it's one of those things. If you don't continue with the trend, you're going to be left behind kind of thing. So I've been dabbling with it a little bit. But uh, like I said, on video, I'm not quite too sure how it's going to be yet. But photo is going to be a, a game changer over the next few years.
1: Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, Shane Balkowitz, I'm sure you know Shane. Yep. Uh, is, and really has mastered over the past, I guess, eight years now, wet plate photography. And, and I've watched some of his posts as of late about how artificial intelligence, um, can be used to be somewhat deceptive exactly. for the untrained eye. So he, he, he published a couple of this photo and this photo. I can't tell the difference because I'm, I'm not trained, but it's clear to me that he has some concerns about how will it be used? Will it be used? Well, how will it be used, um, against the the professionals in terms sure. of what they do for a living? So I, I found that kind of interesting and appreciate your, your, your intake, uh, your input on it as well. Um, so this is a family business, you and Annie and three kids. Yep, yep. How do you plan? You know, first of all, you already you're answered part of it. You are pretty protective about not taking too many projects for the sake of having quality family time. Yep. But if if you're doing, you know, 10 to 15 a year, and each one has about a 16-week promissory a timeline here's when i'll get it to you mm-hmm. and if if they're kind of bunched up how, how do you work around all, all of that activity that you and annie the career yeah. the, the two different businesses and the three three kids how do you do that
0: yep yep it's definitely tricky it's definitely a time challenge um yeah. Well, we, I mean, we, once we put the kids to bed a lot, we will work for a few hours even after that late into the evening just to kind of get stuff done. But, and that's why we pretty much tell them 16 weeks. We don't want to be, I mean, we've known other videographers where it's been a year or two years, sorry, any, we have known other clients where their videographer, you know, hasn't got their video back them in one year, two years. Sometimes it's, you know, they're divorced by the time they even <laughs> get their wedding back, you know, which is is horrible. And like I said, we don't want to, we don't want to produce a quantity or we don't want to be a quality or quantity business. We want to be a quality business. Huh. Um, so we want to, you know, take that 16 weeks, which we feel is not a horribly long time, but long enough for us to one, continue having quality time with their family and two, producing good quality product for the couple.
1: And yeah, by the way, I should have asked this question earlier on SENI Media on Instagram. There's a picture. It sure looks like the Blue Angels to me um and so i'm going to assume that's also at hector airport because i don't know that they have flown yeah bismarck they could have but I, i'm just not aware of that did you sure. did you get that photo
0: yep i got yeah every photo on there is a is the photo i took yeah it yeah. was last year yeah last year the blue angels and that was i've always been kind of a avi- aviation nerd kind of thing so i love that kind of stuff and that was the first time i'd ever got to go to an air show that was i mean obviously nobody hired us to do any of those photos i was just i was there with my nice camera and i was like i'm gonna get some great pictures of the blue angels so it was it was a blast you know some of the, the places that you know photography and videography has taken us over the years is just you shake your head and you're just like in disbelief of some of the things i've got to see and do you know with this business
1: i've always wanted to see the blue angels i just i just think there's some of the coolest, uh Folks on the planet, and and their precision work is just absolutely, at times breathtaking. Just
0: breathtaking. Yep. yep.
1: So do you do, do you prefer wildlife, uh, aviation, action, weddings, kids? What what if 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 you if they put you on an island and they said that you this is the only thing you can photograph and we'll, we'll stock the island for you <laughs> and this is, this is a question that you're going to hate me for asking sure uh, what what would it be what what would be sure. your preference
0: oh it, it really depends on the day i love having a variety obviously weddings are kind of a lot of them are this the same per se um obviously it's not much deviation from a storyline with a wedding uh i mean i love wildlife shooting wildlife. Um, one of the things too that obviously got me into video was just through my church, through just kind of ministry style videos. I just want to be able to tell somebody's story and, and make an impact. Um a few months back I actually got hooked up with a children's ministry in Dominican Republic and went down to Dominican and shot some photos and video for them of just kind of how their ministry works and be able to make some videos for them to help put their fundraising efforts to to make a difference in the world, you know, not really. That really touches my heart, in the fact that I can use my talents to help other people. Um, you know, make a change in the world. You know, I love using my camera to to make a difference in yeah. the world or in somebody's life. So,
1: let's go back to the Dominican Republic. Uh, when was that? How long were you there? And and what are the one, two, or three most memorable things you experience? That you thought you should capture with your camera?
0: Sure. Yeah, it was a few months ago. I was down there. It was a really quick trip. I was only down there for about four days, um, just kind of showcasing what the what the ministry does. They're primarily a um, a children's feeding ministry. So these they have a they have a location down just west of Santo Domingo, uh, the capital city of Dominican, and they do a feeding program for these kids where the kids come every day. To their facility, and they feed them and do different activities with them. And it's kind of like a makeshift school, per se, just kind of doing different classes math classes and English classes and things of that sorts. Um, but what they also do a a uh, medical outreach. The, the missionaries that were down there, the, the lady is a nurse, a certified nurse. So she does once a week, she'll go to some of the lower end, uh, impoverished neighborhoods to to perform medical, um, not necessarily procedures, but if they have wounds, they'll bandage them up or give them medicine if they need medicine and things of that sorts. Um, so that was really neat to see and kind of how, what really kind of got me was how happy these people were in the not so great living conditions they have, you know, they'll have just little shacks with tin walls and no front doors and leaky roofs and they're, they're happy as can be. You'll see kids playing on the gravel road with no shoes on. And it just blows your mind on how they're happy. But we look at it as in the fact that, man, it's gotta be rough. Yeah, I don't know. It was it's it was definitely an eye-opening experience to see. I mean, obviously you see pictures and videos online of how some of these third world countries operate or how how these people live, and you don't really think much of it until you get there and it really it really hits home. To where you wish you could just you know throw them all kinds of money and just solve all problems, but it's not necessarily that way, you know.
1: Yeah. And of course, money doesn't solve all problems, right? No. Um, so you have this business with your wife called Real Love Films, you and Annie, and then you also have Sunny Media, where it's everything else, photo, video mm-hmm. related. The best places for people to go see your work well, one is Instagram, and that's mm-hmm. Seni Media, S E N N E Media. Yep. And then you're also on Facebook. Yep. And then you have the Real Love Instagram page. Yep is there do you have a website is there other are there other places yep. people could go
0: yep the reallove.com is also a website um our website for for uh weddings yeah pretty much um facebook instagram is pretty much our main um social media platforms um and if you'd like to contact us or reach out uh, the reallove.com has our contact form on it to be able to reach out to us for weddings um and then you can reach out to us on like facebook for uh any media related things
1: why should people get a hold of you
0: nick well uh, like i said you know probably multiple times throughout this we love telling stories you know especially for weddings it's it's, it's awesome to be able to tell somebody's story like i said with photos you can kind of get a story or kind of get a, you know, a gist of what happened with the wedding but there's just nothing nothing like a video to be able to tell tell a story about the wedding day i mean every couple we've shot has we, either, we turned, either turned into friends or close you know almost family in some instances you know it's it's just so cool to be able to to be that person for these for these couples and, and be able to tell their stories
1: yeah you know I, I should ask you one other question it had to deal with covid you had to deal with you know the the news with regards to uh a competitor in the industry that had some tough times. But you also are dealing, with, like we all are, with the impacts of inflation. So your travel costs go up because of the cost of gas, cost of material. I mean, everything that you touch, just like all of us, um, goes up in cost. And for the most part, you have to pass that on. In terms of staying in business, you have to pass yep. those new costs on. Has that impacted your your business much?
0: Yeah, it it does. Um, as our package prices, our package prices doesn't really increase every year that much. It does a little bit, but we try to keep it low because we understand that obviously not many you're not making more money, but the inflation is higher, so we kind of eat a little bit of it, and we don't really want to pass it on that much. Things like destination weddings are a little trickier because obviously flights and such are are quite expensive. I think when we went to Jamaica, we went to Jamaica actually this year as well to shoot a video or to shoot a wedding, which just so happened to be the same resort, the same catamaran tour, the same everything as the wedding we shot in Jamaica uh, right when COVID hit. So that was kind of a wild story. Sorry to be on a tangent here, but yeah, we shot that wedding in right when COVID hit put it up online. A couple from Pennsylvania saw the video um, and decided, I don't know if they booked everything off of that video, but they booked the same resort, the same catamaran. So essentially we went down there a few months back and did a carbon copy of <laughs> just with different people, same pretty much everything, but just with different people of, of that wedding video. So it's it's the it's crazy the the power of the internet and how somebody across the country seen a video we did and they liked it and they hired us and we went down there and it was Pretty wild, but I think the the flights for that vacation, I think, were or sorry that that wedding were you know above you know fifteen sixteen hundred dollars a ticket. You know, it's like five years ago, six years ago, you could probably fly around the world for fifteen sixteen hundred dollars, but now it's like to just go to Jamaica or even Mexico is getting pretty expensive. So, and we really see a lot of that due to the fact that my wife's a a travel agent. We get to see how how inflation and and travel has just been crazy. You know, expensive and obviously hotels and everything else There everyone's got to feel like they got to get their, get their money to stay in business and the, that really going back to the quantity versus quality thing it's like we don't want to pass that on i mean obviously we have to to some extent but we don't really want to try and pass it on to the client the fact that we understand that it's hard and people spend a lot of money for weddings and like i said with photography they're always going to have a photographer but they're not always going to have a videographer so we kind of you don't want to overprice yourself because then you're never going to get jobs obviously and you don't want to underprice yourself because you don't want to be so busy you don't <laughs> can't think yeah. so it's definitely a fine line on where to be price wise and obviously pricing your value of work um so it's been a little tricky but it's been so it's so far so good.
1: I want to make sure I heard what you said correctly. A couple from Pennsylvania saw your website, saw the destination waiting in Jamaica. And they pretty much replicated that, including hiring you. Did, did I hear that correctly? Did you pretty know much? Them? Did you yeah, know Yeah,
0: No, we didn't know them at all. They just reached out to us on the blue. Yeah, it was it was wild. And now they're just, you know, they've become friends to us. You know, it's been it's been so awesome to Especially going situations like that where you're with them for five, six, seven days, you know, as opposed to just a wedding locally where you're with them just the one day, you know, you really get to know them and their guests and it's, it's really fun. But yeah, that was such a weird, <laughs> a weird situation for the fact that they, like I said, I don't know if they saw the video and were like, okay, we want that resort, that tour, that, this, that, that, you know. Or if it was just a fluke, but yeah, they ended up contacting us and hiring us. So we went back to the same (laughs) resort, and (laughs) pretty much carbon copy, you know, so it was, it was, it was a blast.
1: Well, Nick, why should people get a hold of you and hire you?
0: I think we're, like I said, my wife and I are just a great team. We're very personal people. Um, We love making friends with people and getting to know people on just more of a friendship basis as opposed to a client basis. Um, we've always had great relationships with our couples. And like I said, some of them, some of them even become great friends we hang out with them regularly, you know. So I look at it more as a, as a friendship, uh, than more of a client based thing. So, um, yeah. And then also we produce a quality product. So
1: <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to also say because you really like to get to know Annie. She's really yeah. smart. She's really attractive. <laughs> She's really a hard worker. She's a lot of fun. And I carry her equipment. I thought for sure you were going to say yeah. something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That too. That too. Yep. Yep. You took the word. You... <laughs> 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 no, it's, 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 I mean, to be able to work with your wife, especially on, on a day like, like a wedding day is, is awesome. I wouldn't want to have it any other way. It's, we know each other as opposed to like just hiring a, you know, a different videographer. It's, we're in sync. We know how each other work. We, we know what we need to get to produce the video. Like I said, over 100 weddings deep, you kind of you kind of figure that out, and you you understand each other, and it, it, we make a, a great team.
1: Yeah. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining me. I, I I had just a real pleasure listening to you, learning more about your business, and how you and Annie collaborate to produce this great work. I uh, hope you just have a great year. God bless you. And again, thanks so much for taking time to join me. I, I know yeah, thank- busy entrepreneurs with families and uh, time is really precious. So I appreciate the sure. time you took to to give it to me.
0: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it's been great. I really appreciate you having me. And it's, uh like I said, 10 years deep and it's been great. We gonna hope hope we keep going for 10, 20 years more. So it's been awesome.
1: Okay. And again, it is... Nick Seni and Annie. Real love films.
0: Yep. Seni media. Is R-E- yep. Real love is uh, R-E-E-L. Yep. Love Films. And then yeah, Seni Media is for real estate and other things. So
1: we'll put all that on MikeSemery.com dot and take care, Nick. Great seeing you.
0: Perfect. Thanks a lot, Mike.